There will be no cod swallow this week, my dear. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, love. Today I have a story of two Christians, a five-year-old with a lisp, and how to be the CEO of your own life, whatever your name is, or whether or not you two have an adorable speech impediment. So my friend Kristen, many moons ago, was the nanny for a adorable little boy who was in that phase where you still can't say all of your consonant sounds properly. And she was there as it was getting to be about dinner time. And he said, what are we going to have for dinner? And she was like, oh, I didn't think through this. So she looks in the fridge. There's not much there. She's like, hmm, I'm going to have to get creative. And she's like, why don't we do breakfast for dinner? And he says, breakfast for dinner? Quiston, that is crazy. I mean, the cutest two sentences you've ever heard in your life. And you too may be a five-year-old who has only seen the world one way. I mean, this kid's mind was blown by the idea that breakfast could be had for dinner. This had never occurred to him. It's such an adorable little phrase when you, th- when you hear it. But truly think about it. You've only known that breakfast is one thing. The foods you eat at the beginning of the day, you do not eat at the end of the day. That is simply not done. And here comes this magical nanny named Kristen who is completely upending your world and telling you that, yes, Henry, you can have pancakes and eggs and bacon at 5 p.m. at night. Little mind blown. Another Kristen in my life gave me something similar with one of her favorite little tiny phrases, which is the concept of gentle Mondays. Kristen works in human resources. She works with a lot of teams, a lot of people in business. And she said something that she notices is how much emphasis people would put on Mondays. You want to start the week off right. And so you really plan to attack Mondays. You are going to wake up extra early. You're going to get to the office extra early. You're going to be totally organized. You're going to accomplish so much. You're going to have your most productive day on Monday which then can put so much pressure on Monday and overwhelm on Monday that she says a lot of people tend to experience the Sunday sads where you've had this lovely relaxing weekend and then you feel like there's this huge mountain that you've got to start off sprinting on Monday. So she loves to be a proponent of the concept of gentle Mondays. Ease into your week. Who says that Monday has to be the most effective day of your week when you really tackle everything. It could be a way that you ease yourself into the week. I remember a million years ago hearing Oprah say that she'd been on so many diets and tried them on Mondays, was when she would try to start her new diet, that she began to wonder if there was something wrong with Mondays. (laughs) And I thought that was so fascinating that, like, there was something in her that was thought, I should start this on a Monday. Maybe it's like, oh, well, I'm going to I want to be able to have fun and cheat over the weekend. But Monday, I'm going to get serious as opposed to realizing I actually that's just a construct. And maybe I can ease my way, for example, even into this diet and I can be gentle about the way that I approach it. I then took this and implemented for myself a few years ago, gentle January. I realized a few years into being an entrepreneur that I would always feel depressed coming out of Christmas because I would sprint so hard going into Christmas. We were always trying to make more money before the end of the year. You know you're going to take time off. 
You're cramming to get everything done. You're sprinting to the deadline. And then you get to Christmas and you're exhausted. And it just never felt like there was enough time to rest because inevitably, January 1, man, you're supposed to have all these resolutions. You're supposed to kick the year off right. New new year, new you, right? So you're going to get to the gym and you're going to get your business in order and you're going to start learning French and you're going to do all the things. And so you just really hit the ground running in January. And of course, statistically, we know that Almost no one sticks with those goals. And so this concept doesn't really work. It's not helpful and effective for us to all run hard in January. It doesn't historically make us for having better years. Culture says January 1 has got to be this mark. But I realized having a packed January, as I said, just made me depressed. And so one year I was determined to have a gentle January. I made sure that we had less priorities on my team. We had less things we were trying to accomplish. I talked about this, that this was going to be an energy for all of us. We were all going to come back with gentle Januaries. We were going to come back and ease in and not be sad that the holidays ended, but actually feel really excited about January because it was going to be light and easy. So while culture says January 1 and aggression, what's the vibe that feels right for you? Or what's the date that feels right to you? Maybe it's June 1 or September 15 for you to really ramp up into your season. For me this year, our wedding was February 10. And then we went on our honeymoon. And then we had a launch that was happening when we were back. And so I knew for many months that March 1 was really the start of my new year, both for Jeremy and I as a newlywed couple, and also for my team, that we had been kind of in this certain season, and we just let go of January, and we waited until March for Jeremy and I as a couple in our personal life to sit down and say, okay, what do we want to do with the rest of our year? <laughs> what, what, what do we want to put on the calendar? What do we want to say yes and no to? And the same thing for my company. We waited until March to sit down and say, Okay, traditionally things are divided up into quarters, but instead we're going to look at what we want to do in the next four months. It's arbitrary that it's divided up into these quarters. For us, it was a specific two months of wedding slash launch, and now we've got four months until Hillary is then going to go to France and transition into start writing the book. When everyone else is hustling, you can choose rest, whether that is a day of the week or a month of the year knowing that you can rewrite that story. Think about what drains you. What do you dread? How could you shift your day, your week, your month, or year to alleviate that? Where are you going hard, being aggressive? And what would it feel like to be gentle instead? Or maybe for you, it's where are you being a little squishy and lazy. And if you would really commit and be laser focused, that would actually bring you more joy. What is it in your life that would be the equivalent of a five-year-old for the first time having pancakes for dinner and realizing you are the CEO of your life? You can go crazy. And as the CEO of my life, I am on a plane, not like literally as I record this, but as you are listening to this, Though I did just get this amazing image of like, what if I just had a box over my head and this soundproof like recording booth while sitting in my chair on, you know, Delta Airlines or whatever, just recording this as I fly in a soundproof box. (laughs) Wouldn't you be so creeped out if you were sitting next to someone who was just sitting in a box? Um, But it'd be really time efficient. So no, when you are listening to this on Wednesday, 
I am on a plane to California for a retreat with four of my mastermind sisters, time with my little niece and nephew, to see my parents, some of Jeremy's groomsmen. That has nothing to do with this episode. I'm just really excited. So come follow along on Instagram for some summer sun girlfriend shenanigans, adorable kids, and uh, probably if it's like every other trip, my trying to explain for the 800th time to my parents what I do for work. So I'll see you over on Instagram at Hillary Rushford with grace and gumption. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is wearing my earrings. Why? Because I forgot that I had all these great earrings that I loved. I rediscovered them during my wedding because I wore some to our elopement and I wore some to our rehearsal dinner. Why did I forget them? Because I put them where I couldn't see them. I have them in this cool cigar box in the middle of my bookshelf, but they're closed in the box, so I would never notice them. I wasn't in the habit. So my encouragement to you is put things out where you can see them to remember that you have all of these great purses or cool pairs of heels or silk scarves that you could be uh, tying around the purses or your neck or your hair. Maybe that's laying something out the night before that you're going to wear if you're tired in the morning and you're not going to your natural habit grooves where you can take a little bit more time at night to think, do I maybe want to add lipstick to this? Is there some jewelry that I haven't been using? Or even put up a post-it while you're developing the habit. I have a post-it on the back of my door right now that says vitamins, exclamation mark. And that has absolutely helped me to get into the habit of taking my morning supplements and vitamins that are not yet a habit groove. But now that I see that post-it when I'm walking out the door, it reminds me to go back and it helps me to make that a habit. So I hope that brings a little bit more joy to your everyday of getting dressed by making better use of the beautiful things you already own. next Wednesday. 